Anyways, yeah, you you ready to launch into this? Yeah, I am. Blast off into I, the uh, new year. <laughs> blasting, yes. We're taking flight. It's a brand new year, brand new things. I, I think I got some jet We're... sound effects I can layer in for that. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we? Oh, hello, by the way, and welcome to oh, uh... a brand new, a brand new year. Hopefully, better than the last several we keep saying that it's got it's bound to yeah. be true one of these times yeah <laughs> why not, i mean why we, not we, this year <laughs> we can only prophesize something so often before it actually becomes reality right yeah maybe this maybe, is the year maybe this is the year maybe we should take that back because isn't that kind of like getting your snowblower ready early and then it never snows you know god damn it that actually happened because we had a snowfall snow okay like here, here's what happened last year we had it was like the last so snowstorm of last year. Lansing got like 12 inches, so I bought a snowblower because I'm like, fuck this fucking shit. I never want to have to shovel this much snow. Mm -hmm. And I had shoveled the whole driveway through all that shit. Which is not a big driveway, but just 12 inches of snow is... is hard. It's just difficult. I know. <laughs> so I bought a snowblower, right? Mm -hmm. Never snowed again for the rest of the year stayed in its box until this year <laughs> that's what happens man. finally got it out this year but now it's 50 degrees day after christmas you know so like what the raining fuck? on christmas day can i you take know, it back i was i was <laughs> mad because like yeah i was that guy who like just after thanksgiving got my snowblower ready and then we it didn't stick but we had a dusting and i was like shaking my fist like i was promised this wouldn't happen <laughs> <laughs> because i got the snowblower <laughs> yeah oh but today we're talking about um yeah another uh topical discussion of our uh or our favorite five. movies we watched five of our favorite movies we watched in 2021 yeah but there's a caveat to that the movie didn't have to come out in 2021. It's just mm -hmm. movies we saw that we really enjoyed in 2021. Yeah. So just to be clear, because there's going to be some on my list. It's like, hey, Matt, uh, that didn't come out in uh, 2021. Uh, that hey, came well, out in uh, 2020. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me just write. Yeah, hold your angry emails for the end, please. <laughs> right. I, uh, right. I was hoping that that would give me some wiggle room. But as I was going back through the list, all of mine wound up being movies that came out in 2021. Now, you know, that's same, not, that's not <laughs> to say that I didn't rediscover some old movies like April Fool's Day, but I'd seen that before. It's just I happened to see it again and I haven't watched it in, you know, God knows how long. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, shout out to the Horror Dads. They actually sent me a gift and that was included in uh, in it was uh, April Fool's Day. Oh, the well, Shout Factory version. That's so. Uh, Thanks to the horror dance for that. That was a nice, nice present to get in the mail. I wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. That's that's a good. And you hadn't seen that before. No, I still haven't. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Just, you just don't want to be like, I, hey, thanks for the gift. I, <laughs> I never watched it. I haven't put it in there. there. <laughs> it's great. Four minutes in, we already got an edit. <laughs> um. um <laughs> We just finished our Christmas movies, so we're done with that. And I don't want to dwell on Christmas much longer, being that this is in the new year. But man, Christmas Day 
I I kind of went off the deep end. Like I watched four oh, Christmas yeah. movies back to back to back to back. Oh my god, are you desensitized? No, I, I don't even know if I can think of four Christmas movies that I would want to watch. Let me back let, to back to back. Let me help you out here. Uh, okay, I, I watched yeah. <laughs> Christmas Vacation, which okay. I hadn't watched in a long time. Jingle All the Way, which I also hadn't watched in a long time. Never watched it. Never seen it. Oh well, you know, maybe, maybe you should uh, do that next year. It's it, it gets a little goofy towards the end, but mo- it's pretty good for the most part. And that's like uh, Schwarzenegger versus Sinbad in a grudge match of buying a toy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right, but I think it's also relatable if you've just been in the stores around the holidays. But so yeah, Christmas Vacation, Jingle All the Way, Home Alone, and then I capped it all off with Batman Returns. Okay. I mean, the Batman Returns one is kind of like one, I would put it in that diehard lethal weapon category where it's like, can you consider it a Christmas movie? But then again, that's me saying that, and I have not watched that movie since the last, when did, did we watch it for this episode? No. Or for this podcast? No. Okay. No. We watched the, oh, okay. What we've, am I thinking of? We've threatened it a couple times, but okay. you know, maybe if this is still going at the end of this year, we'll get to it, but. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. Interesting. I I figured it'd be a good movie to kind of come down because you have like Super Christmas <laughs> explosion and then like here's Kind of Christmas and Batman punching clowns, which I mean, I, right. I could watch that any day of the week because I just don't fucking like clowns. But <laughs> yeah, getting clowns getting wrecked is a good thing. I don't like clowns either. Which just just to clear the air here, like people... Like, I've told people that before, and they're like, oh, you're afraid of clowns. No, no, no. I'm not afraid of them. I hate them. There's a big difference. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think people say hyperbole or use hate with hyperbole, like, I'm really afraid of them, therefore I hate them. No, I fucking hate them. Yeah, I think think they're annoying. And I think think most people that are like, I want to be a clown are just some of the creepiest fucking people ever. Like, why would you decide, purposely decide to do that? You know, I don't know. So the the grease paint hides the smell of gym socks Sadness and depression and tears. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, I've never seen the movie, but there is a scene in The Devil's Rejects where he's like talking to to this kid, Sid Haig's character, Captain, whatever the fuck his name is, and he's like. People say that, but they, they, no one can give you a reason. I can give you a great fucking reason, Mr. Serial Killer. It's because the makeup disguises the facial features. So now it's creating an unnatural separation. I don't fucking trust you. That's why I don't yep. like clowns. Period. There you go. So anybody that needs a reason, I just, there you go. You can have there, that. Put it on a t-shirt, yep. whatever you want to do with it. <laughs> Write it down. Keep it in your wallet. If you ever find yourself in that situation, there you go. All right. So do you want to go first? Do you want to do the honors again? Again? Um, no, you should go first. I'll, yeah, you go first. Okay. Uh, surprisingly, I have most of mine are sequels uh, this year, which Ooh. is surprising. Uh, you know, uh, we've talked about this, that it's really, really hard to make a sequel that's as good yeah, as son, the first son of a bitch yeah three of my five are sequels <laughs> oh okay 
Well, maybe they'll all be the same ones. That'd be wild. I there's almost guaranteed to be one that we both have. Okay. Well, right out of the gate, let's talk about Halloween Kills again because this is fucking great, and it's really unfortunate that so many people are hating on it. And speaking of hyperbole again, I have seen so many damn reviews that say this is the worst Halloween movies or the worst Halloween movie. And I'm like, well, yes, 100%, because I can think of three that are way worse than I, this one. I think I can name was, them, but not in order. Go, go, try, go try to guess. Rob go Zombie's guess. Halloween 1, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and Halloween Resurrection. So, did I nail it? No. But you're close. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the first Halloween in the top three worst of all time Halloween movies. Definitely the second one. That huh. second one's a, a piece of shit. Uh, will always be a piece of shit. There's no redeeming qualities of that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Halloween Resurrection is a piece of shit that just doesn't stink as much as Halloween 2. Rob okay. Zombie's Halloween 2. All right. And then Halloween 6. It's beautiful, but that's a piece of shit as well. So those three, yeah. I, I would I would put Halloween one by Rob Zombie in fourth place right there. Mm -hmm. But still, you're talking about like, hey, I got to the first, or I'm at the top peak of Mount Everest, and this guy's at the summit. You're still mm -hmm. like, you know, thousands of feet up in the atmosphere of on that mountain of shit, you know. So it's not saying that like the Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie is any good. Mm -hmm. It's still awful, but it's just there's almost you know, too many they, to they choose are, from yeah they are on everest they are on the top of everest uh -huh. i Rob mean zombies halloween yeah. is if, climbing mount everest if you could expand you know? it to five it would probably be on there along with halloween five yeah 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 so to say that halloween kills is the worst when it's like here's these other glaring examples mm -hmm. of uh of other shitty movies in the halloween franchise is just mm -hmm. kind of absurd to me um and i also want to point out i think people are forgetting that the halloween movie franchise is not a bastion of storytelling can we just uh put that out there you know it's not what? the savior of great this is the writing. godfather part two <laughs> every one of them is that good yeah so i think people need to chill the fuck out a little bit and stop acting like it's cool to hate something just because you have some criticisms of it. But I have but criticisms that's, that's of it. That's what it is there, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's all it is. It's just Not my Michael Myers, not my Laurie Strode. Also, people are comparing this Michael Myers to all the other Michael Myers that came before it, which I think is a bit unfair since these new Halloween movies are just disregarding 40 years of movie making. Mm-hmm because it's not a sequel to any of those it's a sequel to the first one so i feel like we have to look at these things through that lens on top of that i feel like david gordon green is making a fucking mountain out of the halloween movies like i feel like if this story can land with halloween ends which, which is a big if right yes it's a big if uh that it like this franchise will become like the horror franchise 
you know, like it'd, it'd be a tough act to follow. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It is in a way kind of restoring it to its former glory that had definitely lost its luster over the course of so many wayward, wayward yes. sequels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so Halloween, Halloween kills. kills. That's, that's your, yeah. Now this isn't in any order. This is just one. No. of your Okay. Yes. Yeah. Was yeah. this on your list? No, it wasn't. Um, oh, which good. is, which isn't to say that I didn't like it. Um, but and my list isn't in order either. <clears throat> I just wrote them down kind of in the order that they came out. Okay. So, All right. So my first one is going to be Freaky, the Vince Vaughn, you know, horror comedy there. That's a really fucking good one. And yeah. I tried, I want to, I, I want to say something. So if Netflix, HBO Max, if there, anyone's listening, mm -hmm. I would love it if I could see my watch history in an easy way, just a list, a spreadsheet that I could look through and be like, you watch these things, right? Because mm -hmm. I've actually watched uh, Freaky after we had seen it. Uh, but that slipped my mind because it's so hard to remember the amount of content that you watched in a year, mm -hmm. you know, without having a list of being like, oh, yeah, you know. Well, I'm sure so, there's a way you'll have to ask Andrew Heath because he's the one who is like, remember when I was bitching about not being able to stop the autoplay thing on Netflix? He's like, yeah. oh, you just do this, but you can't do it through the fucking app. You got to go. No, on that your was PC. me. That was me. Was that I did you? That. Yeah. Because listen, I fucking hate features that get added to things when I don't OK that addition. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, I turn on Netflix and everything starts auto playing when I'm literally like surfing or reading like descriptions on shit. Right. And I'm like, how the fuck do I turn this off? I got so angry that I actually called, dialed Netflix's <laughs> phone number and to complain <laughs> to someone that this is bullshit and I should have been asked to do it. And how do I turn it off? And they directed me to how to do it on the web page. That's why it's not available to turn that shit right, off right, in the right. app itself. Let's, let's not let's not tell the story like <laughs> we're some like I'm the one you're mad at here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it's it is a terrible, a terrible thing. And then things get in your keep watching queue, even though you yes. haven't watched them. And then like. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Like, I, I got drunk and fell asleep watching something one time. And because Netflix always pushes their own content super hard, it was like a horror movie or, I don't know, something about robots or I don't remember. But I fell asleep and then I woke up and Fuller House was playing because it was like, <laughs> like, oh, because you watched this, you might like this thing that's clearly not related, but we produced it. So you're going to fucking watch it. And then, and you can't get it out of your watch history right other than you just have to keep watching shit to make it cycle out so like yeah right and then your algorithms get screwed up right yeah, because, because you watched like... fuller house you might like i didn't fucking that wasn't my choice you bastards <laughs> right, right so so back to freaky um yeah i just thought it was really fun and really clever and uh i yeah i don't know i just i like I like the casting pretty much across the board, which almost never happens. It was nice to see Vince Vaughn do something uh, silly know, again. Silly again, you know? yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. was kind of a serious actor for a minute there, and then 
kind of circled back to that, but you know, maybe now that he's a, a producer and he did, I believe produce this one. So I don't know. It, it was just a, a cool movie. We don't Him, need a sequel. Uh, running like a, a teenage girl will never not be funny. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. And then like him as Millie kind of like doing the shake thing with, with going <laughs> with, with the, you know, the penis slapping there. And it's like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not one for toilet humor, but when it's done in a way that's just so surgically clever, that's the kind of thing that I do like, OK, I can get on board with this. And there is a lot of that in that movie. So if you haven't seen Freaky, check that out. Next. Oh, man. Uh, a Quiet Place 2. Uh, I was reluctant to see this sequel. Is this on your list? It is. Okay. Well, let's let's have a long discussion about this one then. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Quiet Place 2 is one of those things where I was reluctant to see it. Uh, because I thought A Quiet Place, the original one, mm-hmm was like one of the best horror movies I'd seen in a very long time. And I'm like, wow, that's like pretty impressive how they were able to do that. What they did, the story was unique. The monsters were fucking creepy and scary. And then it's like two years later, we get A Quiet Place 2. And I'm like, I feel like this is a cash grab. I don't think that there's a story to tell, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. man, I'm glad I finally watched it because I was way wrong. This I I feel like this is better than the first Quiet Place, uh, huh. and I think it has to do with the difference in editing, uh, because in spoilers moving forward, <laughs> if you haven't watched A Quiet Place, just fast forward a little bit. Yeah, I'll I'll add a timestamp in here so that uh, we'll we'll record that so that if if you don't want spoilers, you can just jump ahead to the time that I'll say in a, a few minutes here. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So. All right, guys, Brian from the future here. Holy crap. Uh, pro tip, do not eat before you time travel. It does something. Trust me on this. You don't want to find out. All right. So 2838 is where you're going to want to jump back into this. Okay. So remain spoiler free. Jump ahead. Thank me later. Future Brian out. How they edited the different scenarios, because there were a a couple moments throughout the movie that added so much tension where the characters were split off into different groups and different segments. And instead of having one segment play out to its entirety and then moving on to this other set of characters, they were all cut and interwoven together. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're jumping from one scenario where this happens to this group and then this group's having this shit happen to them. So you're seeing all these things unfold at different times, but they're all like pretty crazy scenarios yeah that just added to so much tension yeah mm -hmm. they they kind of leave it at a point because they are telling a couple parallel stories and they they'll like leave you on a cliffhanger and then go on this other thing and they're like but i wanted to see how that ends (laughs) and then they'll leave that on a cliffhanger and then cut back to the thing you're like but i wanted to see how this ends and they just (laughs) keep doing that and it's kind of a snowball yeah, no, they they were uh, very very uh, effective in in the way that they did that. Um, I uh, just rewatched Last Jedi, and I'll I'll give you an example of how you can do the same thing badly. Um, because I I like Last Jedi more than most people. Let's just put that out there. 
you don't we don't have to fight about it. Um, save those angry emails for the end of the show. But I'm try I'm <laughs> keeping my my calm down. I, I can hear those my, the, the keyboard zen, clacking clacking away there. right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when Luke sees Chewie, because like he's he's he doesn't owe anything to Ray. He's kind of pissing him off or she's kind of pissing Luke off and he's like goes away. But then Chewie shows up and he's like, where is Han? And they cut away to the other story that's going on. That's a fucking cheap trick. We needed to see how he took that hit because that's fucking Han Solo. Like we need to know what Luke's reaction to that was. And we're fucking cheated out of it. They never address it again. And it's mm -hmm. it's bullshit. That's not what Quiet Place 2 did. They used that trick in an effective way that only amplified your excitement, kind of like, you know, winding up uh, Jack in the yeah. Box to the point that it, you know, just explodes out of there. It's, uh, I, I haven't seen anything like that. And I was like, like, I saw it with Chris uh, at his place with his like awesome TV and sound system. And it was just like, I was like clenching my jaw and like okay. I was like pretty I had like a pretty visceral visceral and like physical response to those sequences because it just kept like amplifying you're like but hey wait a minute go back to that other group mm -hmm. what's happening with them and then you're so intrigued where you're like okay but I got to know what this what's happening with these guys mm -hmm. you know and they I think they did it in two different moments in the are two different areas in that movie you know so and the whole story uh i just with sequels i think it's really hard to introduce new characters and make you care about them mm -hmm. and then care about them as much as the characters that were lost in the first one right, right? because it's like with John Krasinski's sacrifice as the father in the first one, you're like, man, like this is fucking. It's like they're broken. Now, it's you yeah. Know? We we lost that handsome father figure, and they'll never be the same. <laughs> right, but then and not like uh, Cillian Murphy, uh, like his character isn't the new father figure at all. But it's like he has an interesting story to tell. You care about him you know uh and his reluctance to help this family but then like all the stuff that he's involved in and when they get to that fucking hillbilly camp on the fucking bayou oh my god that was intense there, you know yeah so with Cillian Murphy's character I kind of didn't buy how shitty he was in the beginning until they explained it and then I was like yeah, all right. So I don't know, just that part kind of didn't work for me. But that's, you know, it's just a matter of perspective. Um, with both of these, I actually saw a lot of overlap to the Last of Us video game series. Oh, OK. Um, which, I mean, you know, Last of Us came out, I don't know, a long time ago. But then Last of Us 2 came out between Quiet Place 1 and 2. And I think a lot of people kind of made the comparison that it was, you know, Quiet Place, the video game kind of a thing. Because it, it is similar because, like, it, it's a zombie game, but, like, the zombies sense sound because they're, they're not really zombies. They're, like, these mushroom creatures okay. that, that this fungus kind of created, these zombie-esque characters. Um, but, you know, yeah, they're similar in that you get to see uh, 
the world after humanity, post-apocalyptic kind of through America sort of thing. They're they're great looking games, although I, I don't think the first one ages super well because I, I replayed that in anticipation of the second one because I hadn't played it in a long time. And I, I was joking with my buddy that it should be called The Ladders of Us because every single puzzle <laughs> is like, okay, where do I find the ladder <laughs> so that Ellie can get up here and kick the thing down so that I can do this, you know, it's just... It was it was like what they came up with one puzzle and they just that's all that they did. Yeah. But the second game was really cool and I haven't gone back to play that a second time. A because it's really long and B because it's kind of emotionally devastating. Okay. Um, so I I won't get into that for people that haven't seen that. Um, someone fucking spoiled it for me though, and I was I was mad. If I could have reached through that computer screen and just smacked them a couple of times. I, I would have. And like, I was so careful about avoiding spoilers. And I'll, I'll tell you who did it too. It was fucking Wired Magazine. There was there was an article that was talking about the frame rate. Okay. The frame rate. It's like, oh, here's a technical video game thing. You know, I, I could learn from this, right? They uh-huh. fucking spoil one of the biggest twists. This is an article about the fucking frame rate. I should have been safe here, you motherfuckers. So, not right. Not cool. <laughs> Speaking to spoilers, I feel like it is like an impulse that people have mm-hmm. that they have to spoil something for somebody. Yeah. Right. It's like they must, they can't not spoil it. Mm-hmm. I saw this. They happen. just want to talk about it so bad. I saw this happen on social media. This person was saying how they just watched the abyss for the first time. And they, they were kind of like saying how, the ending just kind of drops off. Right. Uh, and like, there's not resolution to a lot of stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you should definitely watch. And I commented, I was like, yeah, you should watch the director's cut mm-hmm. because there's like a whole, there's like 20 minutes added right onto the end of it. That kind of explain more, give more depth to what's happening. It, all it, this stuff. It and really it's a does. better movie. It's, it's transformative. The changes. Yeah. It's not just like added here's, here's scenes. A couple new like, shots. Yeah, it's like, no, the story's a little, oh, not a little. It's way different than what we got in the theaters. Yeah, I felt the same way the first time I saw it, because you were always a big um, person who sung the praises of that movie. And and then I watched the theatrical cut, and I was like, why why does Matt like this so much? And then I watched (laughs) the theatrical one, and it's like, oh, I get it This is why. (laughs) Or the director's cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I said to, I just said that, no spoilers, nothing i was just like hey watch the special edition version there's more to the story you'll like the movie better it might adjust your viewpoint on it that's mm-hmm. all i said mm-hmm. left it then he goes hey thanks for letting me know i'll go look for it that was it and then someone's like yeah this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens i'm like what the fuck like you see you're commenting on a thread of people talking about a movie and one me i'm saying things that give the idea that there's more to the story while not spoiling anything and then you're just going to come in and say that yeah it's just like wow keep, dude keep it it's a fucking magical movie with that fucking special edition version and you're just going to ruin someone's experience over having that like twist in there you know yep mm. 
<laughs> What's wrong with people? What is wrong with you people? If you're one of those spoilers out there, just stop. Get off the internet. Delete your accounts. You I, know, I just, just to just to tie let this people back enjoy to, things to Christmas for one second. I yeah, I we were having a discussion uh, with with the family there, and I was like, you know, the Grinch didn't actually hate Christmas. He hated the people, which is totally fair. <laughs> And that's exactly what you're talking about right there. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So, all right. Time marker. You are now safe to resume the episode. <laughs> that's probably going to happen again. And I, I think that's a good thing because even though this is the post credits podcast, we are kind of taking people sideways a little bit by not letting them in on what the movies are that we're talking about in advance. So right. I, I feel it's fair for the first and only time that I'll do this to mark spoilers. <laughs> I agree. Because it's too much work otherwise. Right. And also in our other episodes, the movie's in the title. So it's like, I haven't seen yeah. that movie. I yeah. probably shouldn't you, hit you play. You skip that. Because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah, you exactly. don't, that's your fault. Yes. That is your fault. Not wag, ours. wag my finger at the internet there. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we got... your. Quiet Place 2, Freaky, your first one was Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Okay. Yep. So my next one is going to be Nobody. Oof, that's a good one. You know, it's it's you're, you're saying movies to me that's like, yeah, that should have been on my list. Why did I think yeah. of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, Nobody is fucking great. Yeah. I showed that to... um. Uh, Andrew, I was down at Lexington Comic Con and I was like, hey man, and we were kind of, you know, I was, no worries. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe edit that out. <laughs> Just creating all this extra work. <laughs> I'll, I will restart it so you don't even have to edit around it. Okay. So, uh-huh. okay. Well, anyways. I was down in Lexington Comic Con or Lexington for a Comic Con with Andrew, and we watched Nobody. And Drew Blank was with us, and I was like, "Yeah, man, if you guys like John Wick, which mm-hmm. they both did, yeah." I was like, "I think you're really gonna like Nobody," you know? Yeah. And sure enough, they did. It's such. It's so fucking good. It, it's a hard movie. And you not were to right. Like. Yeah. yeah, you were right. You're like Matt would like this movie mm-hmm. when you saw it. That was uh, blown away. I love it. Yeah, and you don't think of Bob Odenkirk as an action star, but I, I think that just kind of because he's a comedian, you know, and kind of turned dramatic actor with Breaking Bad and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think it just goes to show you that you can't always judge people on their roles because, you know, that's just a very small thing that they do. And as life teaches us repeatedly or should teach more people repeatedly, it's that people can be more than one thing. And mm-hmm. You know, if he wasn't an action star after this movie, he deserves to be. Um, I I don't know how many old guy action stars there should be, but you know, I we don't. I I don't. I kind of hope they don't do another one. They kind of tease it at the end, but I, I'm kind of fine with just leaving this here. Like, I don't need another John Wick series to keep up with. If I would be fine if they did one more, but I don't. I don't need a a John Wick nobody type thing where it's like John Wick just seems to be going to infinity, you uh, know? Like, yeah. A, so. a, a wiki and shared universe. Right. 
Yeah, uh, people, and you somehow uh, tie in the myth. But you know what they could do, though? Because they, I, I think the cameraman from that, or I don't know, someone very involved in that also did Atomic Blonde. I could see those two characters lining up, but I really don't want to see that. Nobody and John Wick? Yeah, like yeah. Mortal Kombat, guildy kind of weird shit that they're getting into with all their John Wick mythology. Um, I It's I, ruining it. It's ruining I mean, it. <laughs> I, I think it is. Yeah. I, I'm probably in the minority here because they keep leaning into that really hard. But uh, I have well, if similar... we get enough of us together, we will cease to be the minority because I'm with you on that. OK, you know, so, yeah, I, that's actually what I liked about the first one was like I mean, we're supposed to be talking about nobody. But, you know, it's like, OK, here's the coin. And they don't really explain their whole like weird system. It's just kind of the rules are there, but they don't explain it. And I think that was important for the writer, not important for the audience. And they keep kind of leaning in that direction. I don't want to see it. Please stop. It's, yeah. You did it. Just Let's... show me crazy action. Just show me crazy action. That's uh, it. Give, give us, give us another story that we can relate to. Like they killed my dog, you know, they, yeah. they fucked up my car. Like that's, that's all so we fuck need. You. That's all yeah. we need. Stop fucking up my life and I'll stop fucking you up. That's yeah. that's it. It's you know? pretty simple, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's all we need. But uh, um yeah, nobody, man. I just I love like the confrontational stuff in the uh nightclub mm -hmm. where he's that jackass Russian he's guy singing steak. that song. Yeah, and then yeah. he sees in the crowd Bob parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. so funny. And just that like dialogue back and forth where it's like you realize the length that Bob Odenkirk's character will go where he's like, yeah, I burnt down all your money. And he goes, mm -hmm. you what? You know, or you can start over. And he's caught off guard because he has no idea what he's referring to, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, because the phone, it all he hasn't down. gotten that phone call yet. <laughs> it's it's yeah. that new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, which, and, um, which was smart from his point of view, because like thinking tactically, he he had to have done that because otherwise they would have expected him coming, you know. Right. So this is the yeah. only time he could have gotten in there and done that without them knowing that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, just just the build up to everything is really good. Like MacGyvering all the traps right at the end, it turning into like some sort of like Home Alone cranked up to eleven, but with actual violence. The most violent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. which yeah. having just watched home alone like kevin should be in jail for the things he put like they they did, would not have survived like a paint can to the face dude did you see the the, the Mythbusters stuff that they did for that episode yeah that that's it, uh that's pretty well known that's a good one um yeah because it's just like oh yeah this guy has numerous skull fractures from mm -hmm. the paint cans <laughs> mm -hmm. you know yeah that that person brain person's brain would be out of its skull by the end of that paint can you know yeah so i mean it like some of the falls hard like the big falls on concrete and everything on steps and just like <laughs> yeah uh, you're, you're broken yeah there ain't no coming back no nope. yeah man nobody yeah i don't know i feel like when i i don't know if you felt like this but when i was making my list i was going through i'm like man just thinking about these i want to watch all of them again you know, because uh -huh. I, I, I like these that much. So, yeah, I, I probably would have if I hadn't gone off the deep end with Christmas movies. <laughs> that is a deep end. I watched two of them this year, you know, so 
and that's that's it. I watched Scrooge and I watched A Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Mm. And uh so that's the only one that you watched outside of the episodes. Out, yeah, yep. So even though I have Home Alone and Christmas Vacation, I've seen those movies so many times where it's like, yeah, do I really want to put it in right now? Yeah. You well, know? No, I so, I'm, I'm with you on that and it's only because I haven't watched them in probably 10 years that I watch like I watch Batman Returns often enough, but the other ones I hadn't seen in forever. Like I probably haven't seen Jingle All the Way this century. I mean, it might have been new. Oh wow! It might have been new. Wow. <laughs> um, Christmas Vacation. Just everybody kind of ruins that because that's. I mean, it's a great movie, but it's kind of a, everyone's go-to. And every you know, Thanksgiving, Home Alone was kind of the same way for for a long time. But uh, I digress. What What do you got next? And another um, choice we're going to share probably because that cause... no the the next two are going to be ones that i don't think will be on your list because these are more not i wouldn't say more obscure but like less popular and i recommend these movies to people all the time but i don't think anyone has actually watched them after my recommendation <laughs> and it kills me because i think both of these <laughs> movies that i'm going to talk about are fucking great. All right. And here's, more people need to see them. Here's your chance. Convince me. Uh, the first one is Possessor by uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. That Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. This movie uh, is like, for me, like science fiction on another level. You know, um, it's got a really interesting premise. And it, this is one of those ones where I don't actually want to spoil it for someone um the what goes on is very nuanced but what i can say is that it's about a a, a group of assassins that can hijack people's brains this sounds very comical this sounds like johnny mnemonic or something mm -hmm. but they can possess them so what this group does is possesses other people to kill someone else right mm -hmm. so they will possess someone that's like a caterer at this expensive party. And suddenly they're like going on a stabbing rampage on this one person. Mm -hmm. And then they try and to kill themselves. Jump out. Yeah. And... Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, but, kind of the perfect crime. Yeah. Uh, but what gets really interesting is what I love when movies like take, they take this concept and like that concept onto itself would be a really good action movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to jump in and jump out of people's brains, but Brandon Cronenberg took it into a completely different direction and it turns into this story in there about like what it actually means to like lose yourself and kind of become a husk of what you were mm -hmm. based on like your job or your life values or whatever, where like all those things inside you that make you you can be easily lost if you kind of concentrate on one very specific thing and shed everything else away mm -hmm. so it's this excellent metaphor for something else but then the story and its horror and psychological implications is i have not seen a movie like this in a very long time you know um i would say it's a better version of something like fight club or not like do or what's like that? um well I, I can see why you'd like this movie because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you also like being John Malkovich. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So it's probably a little more horror-y. Or this, that's more artsy. This is probably a little more mm-hmm. horror movie. Right. And not funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> At all. Uh, it's very serious. Uh, and then the 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 feeling you have of like this like hollowness is the only way I can describe it by the end of it of like realizing what every character went through Mm -hmm. and what that means and its implications is kind of shattering. It's not like an uplifting story, but it's very interesting. And I feel like, I think maybe the same type of feeling that I got was maybe from Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 that kind of like, Oh God, (laughs) that's, I hate that future or I hate that world that they live in. Yeah, I would never want to live in it. That's kind of how I feel about Possessor. That doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. Yeah, It's one of the best science fiction movies that I've seen in a really long time. I've, I've heard that from several people that also have pretty refined opinions. So I, I haven't seen it yet, but maybe I, sh- maybe I should get on that. So uh, I can let you borrow it. I have the uncut version, which is harder to find which has more more of the gory stuff hey, in it. Speaking of so. uncut versions, did you just to jump back to the beginning here, did you see for a change, did you see the uh, extended version of Halloween Kills? Not yet. I, I pre-ordered it on 4K. Well, I'm I'm happy to tell you that's the way to do it because most of these digital versions also don't come with the theatrical cut, which I think is bullshit. Um so uh, that, yeah. that that's why I haven't bought it yet so physical for the win but um i think the ending is better and there's no way that it's not canon now like I, i'm kind of mystified why they didn't use this Keep ending in. instead of okay. the one that they got but i the only other thing that i'll tell you is um, i'm happy to tell you it's not just a couple more minutes of evil dies tonight it's okay there it's actual news not drastically different the ending is really the biggest change but i think the kills okay. might go on just a little bit longer and okay. um so yeah you, you got that to look forward to that comes out in a Excellent. couple of days um, probably that, yeah. that might be out by the time this episode comes out but uh, most likely yeah so so possess and i did order the naughty cut of uh krampus i pulled the trigger on that so i'm looking forward to extended additions to two really good horror movies so. Uh, NECA just announced that they're doing an ultimate, well, they haven't said if it's ultimate or closed, but they're, they're doing a Krampus figure from that movie. So you, you might have awesome. to add that to your collection. It goes out outside of the alien collection. Okay. I don't know if I can. You're not allowed to buy anything. Listen, man, talk about a future you wouldn't want to live in. Fucking. Wayland Dutani running shit. No, thank you. It's, it's all pipes and industrial shit. Like. God, it'd be like sleeping in a boiler room every night after night. It's just, no. Yeah, there is no luxury (laughs) in that future, is there? None whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, maybe where they have dinner at, but even that looks kind of utilitarian and uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what the Wayland yutani world looks like outside of a spaceship. (laughs) You know? One can only hope. You know, if, that, if, that alien series coming out isn't a Ripley story, and I guess it's in the future, you know? So, well, uh, if, the fu- I, and I'm saying future from the future in the movies, not mm-hmm. from our future, but if If you had played Alien Isolation, you had, had might have had a couple more answers to those questions, because I, I thought they did a pretty brilliant job 
of real life. Like it felt like an extension of that first movie. And okay. just from an art direction standpoint, it was really cool. Cause like even it's so say- goddamn scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, it's, but it's good. To, it's so good though. <laughs> Uh, oh, I will try, but man, I got to those fucking androids that just want to beat the living fuck out of you all the time. Mm-hmm. The working Joes, yeah, yeah, they were creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, I, I think if if you want to do a Halloween game, anybody that's out there, like, that's how you you take that working Joe, that's your template. Just copy that AI, reskin it as Michael Myers, and it's there. You go, you just. <laughs> Come up with a story to support that, and there, there's your game. They're nasty, and they do act like Michael Myers. They are just like, you can run away, but they are just... Doggedly pursuing you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you have to, like, be clever about hiding. Because I I actually replayed that and got the Platinum, because I, I bought it on PlayStation 3 before PS4 came out. And then okay. it was one of those games that was like, 99 cents on a halloween sale and it's like yeah i'll play the better version for 99 cents sure i i don't know when but yeah a couple maybe two years ago i replayed it and i did it on hard and like man those those guys they will fuck you up it is (laughs) yeah and when there's more than one of them too like things shit gets complicated real quick but (laughs) yeah that's enough talk about alien isolation so possessor check it out that's yes. That's, that's Matt's pick. Yep. What do we Can't, got? Two two more here. Yeah, I have. Well, I have two more. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, well, my next one is going to be Ghostbusters Afterlife. This was. I was going to say this last, but that's okay. But is, like, that's on your. Yeah, this is on my list. Hundred percent. That really surprises me too, because you said that. After Quiet Place, you didn't think we'd have any crossover. And that was the one where I was like, there's no way this... I, There's oh. no way that we're not both going to pick this movie. <laughs> I misspoke then. No, this movie is... Okay, uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, uh, Brian from the future is going to chime in here. We're, we're time traveling now, so I'm just going to write down the uh, edit time. And I, I will let people know when to jump ahead, because I feel like this is a movie people deserve to experience... If it hasn't been ruined for them, just go in, let it let it happen to you, and just enjoy yourself. Okay. All right, guys. Brian from the future here, back again. It's, whew, wow. I just sent my father back to fight a Terminator and then have me or something. I don't know. It's getting a little weird. I might have accidentally doomed everyone in the process who knows it's a moving target for your purposes you're going to want to jump ahead one hour seven minutes 45 seconds to remain spoiler free thank me later thank thank me now i don't know it's time travel it's confusing future brian out go what were you gonna say uh once again this is one of those another sequel that uh, it's like they uh, they it's like all the directors this year took a sequel class and was like how to make a good sequel one oh one 
mm-hmm. you know, hey, let's introduce characters that are brand new, but we'll make the audience care about them as much as the characters we introduced in the other movies, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I I felt like it was almost an insurmountable task. Like, I, I don't know how he exactly did it because calling it Ghostbusters and then not really having the original cast in there up until the very last five minutes. It's basically over when they show up, yeah. Yeah, could you call it a Ghostbusters movie? Yes, the answer is yes. Lo and behold, (laughs) yes you can because Jason Reitman crafted an excellent story and suddenly you're thrown into the same world but with a new finish, a new paint job, with characters that you don't know anything about, but suddenly you care about and you want them to succeed. You want them to, to win. I I would argue that it doesn't have a new paint. I mean, if they, from an art direction standpoint, they walk such a fine line with, okay, you wanted the old shit. Here's the old shit warts and all it's all broken down. The Ecto's tires should be rotten off. It's, it's rusting out in this, pole barn but then the new stuff like the ghost trap the remote control ghost trap is so good that it's like how did i think the gunner seat it might have been taken from the cartoon but but that remote control trap is one of those things where it's just it's so genius where it's like of course that would exist like why didn't they do that before you know right i agree uh but what I mean by like the fresh coat of paint is like the new characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are, we're not retreading like the same characters doing the same shit, just in a different environment, you know? Yeah. It's like, here's, here's brand new people that you don't know anything about. And it's revealed who they are later throughout the movie. And you kind of get the sense in the previews anyways, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I, I will say just on the subject of the previews, cause I did watch all of them because it was, fucking torture thanks to coronavirus that this movie just kept getting pushed back and back oh my god and a year and a half and back and the the way that they were able to at least keep coming out with new promotional material in that time in a way that didn't totally fucking spoil the whole movie um right i think they should teach that in marketing class because (laughs) it's just they did such a good job of keeping How about interested but not ruining it, you know? You know who needs to take that class? Sony. They really need to take that class on how to do marketing. Because I'm surprised that No Way Home is making any money because all of it was spoiled by Sony Hold on. through previous. Hold on. You haven't seen what? it, have you? No. Oh, so you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I know what I talk, I'm talking about because Sony has spoiled a lot of that movie through its own marketing. Well, let me tell you, I saw it, and that's, spoilers, that's going to be my next pick. So we'll circle back to this, and we can have our bare-knuckle boxing match over it. But Do I need to leave the room for... You, you might, because I, 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 yeah, I'll probably give a TED Talk on it. But no, I, I won't be spoilery because I know you haven't seen it, so people can be safe not to skip that segment. And okay. I'll, I'll reiterate this again after we come out of our time travel DeLorean here. Um, but no, they, they didn't spoil everything. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say right now. Put a pin in that. We'll circle back to that. Okay. Back to Ghostbusters and not spoiling things. 
but we're totally going to spoil them. Man, you know, I, I think it, part of the reason why it worked so well is because those characters worked on their own merits. And even though mm -hmm. at a couple times they sort of dangle the, uh, the old characters in there, it still felt like such a huge reward when they did come into it, because if they hadn't shown up and that, that group of characters somehow managed to just solve everything, maybe with a little help from the ghost of Egon, I would have been fine with it. But the fact that they do show up and, you know, even though they don't look so hot anymore, right. <laughs> you know, Ackroyd looks a little sad if I'm being completely neutral here. Um, yeah, it still yeah. felt great just because it's like you're seeing your old friends again, you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't I didn't think we were going to see as much of Egon in it as we yeah. got. Yeah. Me you neither. know, um, which was like most of the ending, most of like that, like 10 minutes or so right at the end, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was really impressive. Uh, the weird thing, they, they didn't have him talk, which. Like, I understand why, because that would have just, like, been too far, I mm -hmm. think, where it's like, we don't need to hear his voice, you know? Yeah. But uh, it is, it's always like, oh, yeah, he's not talking. I don't mm -hmm. think he'll talk at all in this. Yeah. I don't think he will. But he, and he never does. But I understand why. It's because you're, that rubber band would snap at that point, you know, where it's like, okay. It, you know? it really would have been a fine line to walk. But, yeah, no, yeah. just... And you didn't think that they were going to go in that direction. And I, I think it's a pretty masterful misdirection because in the beginning of the movie, you see him running around, but he's like really heavily silhouetted and you're just like, okay, this is their way of writing him out of the movie. We're, you know, mm -hmm. we have him, but we don't have him. kind of a thing. We get it. It was still done in a respectful way, but then I was totally fine to not see him, but then you see the hand on the wand yeah. and the pan over. Yeah, you know, brilliant that, stuff. Yeah, the, the whole audience just lost it. Mm-hmm. And rightfully yeah. so, because that moment was so earned. It was really earned. I I can't think of like a more respectful way that something like this has been done to have like a what is it? Uh post uh posthumously. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you've seen it with like in Rogue One where they had uh, Peter Cushing back. Uh -huh. Where it's like that just looks like a hot mess. That doesn't look right. Yeah. You know, the, the facial um, tracking. I mean, the CG might have been good, but the facial tracking wasn't quite there. Right. It, right. It, it kind of looked floaty at times. and Right. I think it's worse on home video because when I saw it in the theater, I didn't think it looked that bad. And it, I kind of had the same reaction in Terminator Salvation because they did like a real, like like an Arnold throwback where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, it's young Arnold, but they recreated him from old photos and it was all CG. But um, in the theater, it looked okay. But then because of the phenomenon of super sampling, which I've explained before, but I'll explain again. When you have a, it, it's a phenomenon, it's a visual phenomenon in computer graphics where when you take a super high resolution and you downscale it to a smaller resolution, it becomes unnaturally sharp, sharper than okay. anything at that resolution can possibly be. And 
when they create things for these 4K, 8K screenings in, in the theater, they, and they take those files and put them on at home and you see it on your TV, even though your TV is pretty good, it just doesn't look as good as it did in the theater because now it's unnaturally calling attention to himself. And that's kind of where those effects start really start falling apart. But because they did it here with makeup, you really don't have to worry about any of that. All right. I mean, that must be some of the reason why, because I don't remember it being glaringly, obviously bad with Rogue One in the theaters. But mm -hmm. when I tried to rewatch re it, I say tried because the music is so bad that I actually <laughs> shut it? it off on my second viewing. Really? I, I, I saw Rogue One in the theater once and I thought it was fine, mm -hmm. that it was just OK, not great but not worth any of my hate, but I probably wouldn't watch it again. Okay. But, you know, since I have Disney Plus, I was like, oh, I'll throw in Rogue One again. And I got mm -hmm. 20 minutes in. I was like, nope, moving on, going to someplace else. Because that music, it's like um, it's it's like it's music that's trying its best to be Star Wars music, mm -hmm. but it's just not at the skill level to be Star Wars music. Okay. So it just it ends up sounding like... um uh just uh like, like amateur like fan filmy yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i i didn't notice that about the music i what made me tap out was uh kso because like alan tidjik's funny the character was funny the first time but then when i was watching it he was just like okay guys we keep going back to this like we, you know you have a good character on your hands but you're really milking it <laughs> Right. So I, right. I got about halfway through and then it's just like, ah, I've had enough of this. Like, <laughs> you're, you're just trying to sell toys now and every fucking movie has a different stormtrooper in it. So you can never have the complete empire. We got to have a new soldier in every fucking movie. Ugh. So that's. Oh, and but real quick, wasn't it absolutely fucking terrifying seeing those goddamn demon dogs run actually this time with like real CGI? We were just like, you no, know, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. I'm glad you bring that up <laughs> because for bringing back those classic characters, they they not only did it in a way that's familiar for the first time. I don't think I've ever had this feeling like it didn't just feel like someone playing dress up. It's like, wow, I, I think I like this Gozer better than the original movie, like. You know, because mm -hmm. like the things that they were doing with like subsurface illumination really evolved those concepts where in the original movie, they're just kind of drawing electricity over the frame. And it's uh -huh. like, yeah, well, of course, that's what that's going to look like. But then using that idea, but with modern technology, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Here's the 21, 2021 version of that. And it was the same thing with the dogs as well, because mm -hmm. they're I kept noticing like how textured they're creepy pig gray gray zombie pig like skin was uh-huh that was really cool so i yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching that again and then just seeing the thing like fuck up a walmart was just like <laughs> yes. you know yeah that's that's what i'm gonna be that thinking about cool it next time i go into the grocery store there is just yeah you, you know what this place my... needs you, you know what we need at kroger is some fucking terror dogs running around <laughs> That would clear the line out a little bit. Oh, I wouldn't ever go back to Tar or to Walmart <laughs> ever again. Be like, no, I don't think so. I think I'm done here.
Oh, um, oh. I, I, I got to show this to you. My my one buddy got got this for me for a Christmas present. Okay. Yeah. That's actually amazing. <clears throat> uh, Brian is showing me a bag of Stay Puffed marshmallows. Yeah. Real ones. Yeah, yeah, and and it's the little mini ones. And uh, my my buddy Steve McLaren got that for me for uh, for Christmas there. So that's, that's I, I didn't even know they existed. So I'm a bit jealous just because it's like one of those like movies and reality things that you can buy, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. Which I always I'm like, ah, that's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know where he found it. I I can ask him for you if you want, but uh, all, all I can say is if they decide to come to life, man, did they pick the wrong house? I got the pack, I got the trap, like. <laughs> well, and you being you, I think you would add the difficulties to any monster ever in your home oh, because well. you're just like I'm going to MacGyver some shit, uh -huh. you know. Uh, I'll fix you, type of. <laughs> mentality I, I got a bottle of scotch that would... i'm trying to get to i'm gonna destroy all these evil forces yeah you know? yeah with extreme prejudice can we hurry up and get drunk now and just get this over with yeah yes i yeah. well that's very nice of you to say yeah i probably would make it my business to just wreck the shit of anything that made the mistake of walking through my door <laughs> that is one thing about horror movies that I always ha like I obviously enjoy slasher films and whatnot. But one thing that I just never buy in most movies, but it's because most of them don't do it in, in a way that's clever, is when mm -hmm. a murderer sneaks up on someone in their own house. I'm just I don't uh, know. Yeah. Ma maybe it's because I'm paranoid or, you know, have PTSD or something. But there's no fucking way you're going to sneak up on me. In my own house, punk ass bitch, like get right. out of here. Like most of us know how to navigate our homes without the power on, you know. Yeah. So it's like, I, I am a like you brought this up. I'm like that's a really solid point because it's like I have had to like walk through my own house, apartment, whatever, with the lights off, and it's like I don't trip over things, you know. I, I kind of mm -hmm. know where things are at just because you're so used to walking around the same environment for so long so mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you thanks for ruining that you know that for me oh among other things it's, you know we'll add it to the list then because <laughs> maybe anything, that can I'd be become... a topical discussion sometime top five things brian's ruined for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be actually a good conversation to have Oh. Like air my grievances and be like, yeah, I used to be way less critical on movies and I used to be able to enjoy more things. But since I met you, it's just been a decline you, into. <laughs> you still can do that because and and this is my final thought for for Ghostbusters. I, I think part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because I actually went to the theater just by myself. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people wanted to come see it with me because you know when you're known as like the ghostbuster guy or the movie guy it, you know it's like people just think going to see like a james bond movie you know with me is like going to somehow heighten their experience because i'm a super nerd for it you know right and i was going through some family stuff that i won't get into here because it's a downer but it was so nice to just go and just be present and enjoy it and just not have someone like looking out of the corner to see what your reaction is when you're watching the thing. <laughs> sure. But what, what I was going to say about you can be critical and enjoy movies because like 
you know, I, I know you hated Rise of Skywalker. We're not going to get into this, I promise. No, nope, no, nope. I'm still zen. I'm still example. zen. I'm not defending okay. anything. All right, good. We're going. Moving just, on. <laughs> just to use that as an example, like, the other reason I hate when people want to see movies with me is because they, you, as soon as you're walking out, they're like, so what'd you think? Like, yeah. like I'm just going to have some dissertation ready at the drop of a hat, you know? I am right. I'm notorious as a ask me tomorrow person because I, I do try really hard to just switch off and just enjoy the movie for what it is. So like rise of Skywalker, I didn't start, it didn't start falling apart for me until the next day when it's like, once you start thinking about any of it, it's like pulling on a sweater. <laughs> you get you know? those shower thoughts where you're like, Hey, uh, you know what? That dagger thing was pretty stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. just on and on and on. But like yeah. walking out of it, it's like, yeah, yeah, another Star Wars. Yeah, it's okay, you know. And, but yeah, but so anyway, this was one of those where it's like I could just have that experience, but then the next day you start thinking about it, and it's like, no, yeah, that my my Terminator vision detected almost zero flaws here. So, <laughs> well, the, the great thing about uh, uh, Afterlife was for me was that it had this. It had so much like movie magic. And what I mean by like movie magic is like not like special effects, but it's like it has when I think of like movie magic, I think of times when you're like you don't think like, oh, that was really cool, but it's like a profound wow. Like I don't I didn't know this could exist until someone put it in my face. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. that almost childhood experience of just like holy shit, you know, this is amazing. You know, this, I, I don't get it, but it's like, I don't get how they got to this point, but like they did it. But I'm, I'm glad expertly. they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, where it's like all these talents like uh, come together and the culmination is like what you're seeing on screen. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, uh, with Ghostbusters Afterlife, I feel like there's a million ways it could have gone and all of one would have been trash, but this was the one way that they did it. And it worked out great, you yeah. know. If so, if this is why it took him thirty years to make Ghostbusters three, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yep. It's sad, and then it's sad then that it opens... in another thirty years we're not, you know, gonna get Ghostbusters four. But maybe, maybe. I, I mean, there's I a glimmer think, of hope I, there. I think that we are having going to have a new franchise. I don't think we're going to be going back to the same crew except for Ernie Hudson. I think Ernie Hudson is going to come back and be the guy that makes franchising of Ghostbusters a reality. I I bet Aykroyd will probably be in there, you know. Yeah, like, but and, I don't and, I don't think they need Murray to come back, you know. So it, it'd he's be always nice, been but, the holdup. Yeah, it it'd be so. nice, but you know, and you know may, maybe whatever they do with Sigourney Weaver, because just opening that door in the credits was really fascinating. Cause, yeah, because it's like I didn't even think about that she was gonna, and that was a a great, this kind of like sideways ah, where they're just like you didn't expect yeah. this, did you? Because she <laughs> yeah. wasn't in the movie, made no mention of her being in the movie, and then you see her name on the credits, you're like, where was she? And then boom, she's right fucking there, and they're doing <laughs> that scene. It's just like you sons of bitches, well played, golf clap, golf clap. yes, <laughs> golf claps, golf claps for everyone. Yeah, so. Awesome shit. So Good job, Ghostbusters. I've got one more before, and then I'm done with my list because we've had a couple overlaps. 
So I've I've got one more, yeah. But uh, okay, no, I was gonna say for that's our final Ghostbusters thing. There's so yes. I can write the time down. Yes. Yep. And we are flying back through the vortex of time and space. And welcome back if you're just <laughs> skipping ahead. What's what's up next here? Uh, I want to talk about the Empty Man. Now, I was trying really hard to figure out if I watched this at the very end of 2020 or right at the start of 2021. And it was really hard to figure out. So this might... I might be wrong, but I think I'm right. And I think I watched this in January. So it counts because uh, it's one of these movies that just got shit canned uh, opening weekend. Like no one wanted to see this. Everyone was giving it really horrible reviews and the trailer made it sound, made it look like it's some creepy pasta thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Where it's like, there's this demon that's hunting these kids because they blew in a bottle at midnight in the middle of a bridge. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. Come to find out it's this crazy fucking parallel to Scientology cult fucking shit, all these twists and turns. And it turns into this crazy story that I didn't expect. And then on top of it, it's like, it's directed by basically David Fincher's protege, right? So you're seeing this movie that looks like Seven and Fight Club, but talking about some real weird shit, hmm. you know? Uh, and then the amount of twists and turns, and then to get to the ending. Once again, these are things that I don't want to spoil for anyone uh, because there's so many uh twists and turns and reveals that i would want people to experience them for themselves and not have it like spoiled mm -hmm. i feel like uh this movie is like our version of the thing not that it's a similar movie but that that movie just got like this generation's version of yeah thing. okay like it got just like when the thing came out no one appreciated it no one liked it I don't know why, you know, why people were hating on the thing so much. But, you know, over time, it found its audience. And now yeah. it's revered as one of but it was all John Carpenter's fault. best. Yeah. Yeah. It was all Spielberg's fucking E.T. Yep. Uh, but this movie, people just seem to, whoever reviewed it just seemed to, I, I don't want to be dismissive, but not understand it. Uh, and so I think like, over time this is one of those rare instances where i'm like i hope this movie gets a cult following uh of people that have watched it based on my recommendation they have said the same thing where they liked it they enjoyed it a lot but they weren't expecting it to go to where it goes by the end of the movie because it that's nice it look yeah it looks like it's a blumhouse movie like copy and pasted from a Blumhouse script, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But that's maybe like, what you see in the trailer is maybe like 5% of the movie. It is a very small amount of the movie. So, and but here's the thing. I don't know how you would market this movie and have a successful marketing campaign, you know? Because mm -hmm. uh, you can't reveal stuff about the movie 
because that would be spoilers in the trailer, like I'm trying to avoid right now. Right. But these spoiler things make you understand the movie, right? So there's not a part where you can go to and be like, this is kind of what you're going to get in the yeah. movie, you know? It, that's that's a hard line to walk because, yeah, you don't want to spoil things, but at the same time, it, if you hold too much back, then you're not going to pique people's interest. So there, there's, I, I don't know what the the theory is on that kind of thing because i don't do trailers very often thank god <laughs> they're they're, <laughs> they're really fucking hard for that exact reason you know um i i might do one for for my new film but uh that's that's going to be a rarity i'm just kind of doing that as like a experiment to see if it helps launch the thing in any better than some of the other okay. ones but um that's neither here nor there yeah, no, I maybe uh, I'll check that out. So the Empty Man, that's that, that the, yes, Matt's seal. Uh, it's on HBO Max. So oh, good, so it's free. Yeah, it's been a very yep. expensive December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's one of those rare instances where I I could recommend it to someone like you, and I think you won't make fun of me for <laughs> recommending it to you. I'm you I'm know, sorry you I, feel you have that burden that I. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it happens uh but um, i'm a a great friend that's what i'm hearing right now (laughs) (laughs) um it i was absolutely floored and the only reason why i watched this when i did was that uh a reviewer that i like and here's here's a i'm gonna go on a side tangent real quick and i i want people to know this and maybe understand it because I think it negatively affects people's viewing experiences. People will say a movie's, they don't want to see a movie because of review they heard, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ghostbusters Afterlife, bad. Okay, I'm not going to go see it. Well, who wrote that review? Mm-hmm. Do you know who wrote it? Like, do you know what other movies they reviewed? Because then that will give you like a really good example barometer if the movie is actually good or not right right so i only go to like a couple people that actually review movies to see if i'm going to enjoy something because i know their likes and dislikes right i just feel like it's really dangerous for people to go off review headlines for a way to not go see a movie i mean you you could you could apply that statement to like the news as well you know okay that's like really hyperbolic i think it's it's the same kind of thing though where it's like people will just make that snap judgment because someone wrote a snarky byline about the movie you know like like okay with whatever like a superhero movie like more like super zero or you know whatever stupid thing they throw in there and then people are just like oh that's not worth my time to even read the fucking article let alone see the movie well sure I guess my point is that it's not it's not inappropriate for someone to write a snarky line about a movie. But I'm saying, like, if you're going to listen to reviews for your own opinions, mm-hmm. make sure that you keep going back to the same reviewers. Because even with the people who I go to who review movies, uh, I will disagree with them, but mm-hmm. I know where they're coming from if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to explain. Yeah. But I think people get this idea where it's like, I've seen enough bad reviews on something where it's like, you're not going to go see it. Mm -hmm. Like, 
a couple friends of mine are like hesitant to go see Ghostbusters because of reviews they've seen elsewhere. Wow. You know, which is really unfortunate. So that's the downfall. It it is a, a, a downfall, and like yeah, who, whoever didn't like that, I I don't think I want right. to meet him. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. But yeah, the video I saw going back like five minutes ago before that tangent, uh, this review about the Empty Man was released by Chris Stuckman, who has like a huge YouTube following, and he just reviews movies and. He did an excellent review that doesn't involve any spoilers, but pretty much lays out like the general plot of the movie, which okay. I'm not, I'm not as eloquent to just do what he did, but um, I highly recommend that video, but he was going at the end of the video, he was talking about how it's absurd that this type of creative movie uh, doesn't get any recognition, you know? Uh, uh, and he said, it's a complete rarity in this day and age to have a movie like this even exist, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, and he brought up a really interesting point. And I was trying to think of the last time that like uh, that happened or something like this happened. And the movie has like a 20 minute prologue and that prologue has nothing to do with the main characters, right? It's a completely different story that happens to different people that you don't see again, but it relates to the story. And I'm just thinking, like, those are a lot of big risks and chances to take in a movie. And the fact that it got approved as is and the director basically got to do what he wanted is pretty incredible. So I highly recommend Empty Man. It's a great movie. And the twists and turns, I will will say, are not a uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist and turn oh, where it's not like, God. surprise! Yeah. This is completely different that you never thought of. Right. No, it's uh, it's well earned, but mind blowing at the same time. I I hate when he does that, especially because I feel like he tries so hard to outthink the audience that he winds up ruining whatever the twist would have been. Yeah. You know, where, yeah. whereas even if it was the thing that people expected, it probably would have been better than uh, surprise. Ray's really a Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> take that internet like fuck you yeah. you know like you you just ruined it by trying to by writing shit to try to outthink people you know what i mean like right you want to do that but don't do it at the expense of ruining the thing that you're trying to you know like if they were right mm -hmm. just fucking let them be right because maybe that's better than the surprise you know yeah oh i agree also this movie has some of the best setups for scares I've seen in a while, which is hard to do for me because I'm a horror movie guy. Mm -hmm. Scares, as I get older, being scared or getting a little jumpy or fidgety is becoming increasingly difficult because you just become accustomed to it, you know? Uh-huh. Says, so, says the guy who won't play Alien Isolation. It's a different thing, man. I'm just uh, giving you a hard just, time. I'm just, just giving you a hard drill time. into my brain and activate some sort of, like, deep yeah. down fight or flight thing well it's, you're uh, participating it's a bad response. In, so it's yeah. more of a visceral thing but uh yeah so was that your i'm last done one? my list is done oh, we are done well yeah all right so that's it well i will end this then on my final pick which is a movie you haven't seen which i've already said is spider-man no way home i will try to discuss this in spoiler free terms knowing that you haven't seen it um what I thought was really cool was 
you know, like, and, and your gripe about the trailers putting maybe a little bit too much out there, even with the internet rampant speculation and whatnot, you think you've seen it all. You think you know. Man, I, I don't know. They do some pretty clever misdirection in there where even though you've heard all of these things when it happens, you're still like, well done. Like, that was cool, you know? Okay. And and I'll give you a, I, an example an unrelated example. So spoilers for Endgame. You know when Cap picks up Thor's hammer and the whole audience lost their fucking minds? Uh-huh. That happened, I mean, maybe it was just the theater that I was at, but that happened like five times where people okay. just lost their shit. The amount of clapping and cheering. I don't think I've ever been to a movie where where not a single person in there wasn't having a good time. All right. I mean, and it's it's really surprising to me. It's a bold statement, you know? It's really surprising to me that that it actually made so much money, but I think that's just it it's the first movie that like really benefited from pent up coronavirus. We need something good after these past shitty couple years is kind of a feeling. Because Uh the first Spider Man that came out, Homecoming like it did good, but it didn't do like Sam Raimi numbers. And the second one came out and it did good, but it didn't do Avengers number. I mean, I think it made a lot of money, but it wasn't like biggest movie ever because it's fucking Spider-Man. Like that's kind of what I was expecting out of the box office from those other ones. And when it didn't happen, and again, they did fucking great, but they weren't like highest grossing movie of all time. Like I expected them to be kind of a thing. And this one is like really shaping up to just be like, it's just eating all the cake at a birthday party. (laughs) You know, I mean, it made it it had not only the best the best coronavirus opening, it had like the third highest opening of all time. Holy shit, which is insane. Plague times or otherwise. So, (laughs) hey, you know. I like Marvel movies. Dennis Villeneuve said something really snotty about um, because, of course, that all these Marvel movies are making people zombies. They're they're just copy and paste. It's like you're not watching the right fucking movies. I mean, some of them, sure. And I I definitely felt that burnout kind of like in the Ant-Man period where it's Uh like, you know, this is really good, but I don't care because it's another fucking origin story. Mm hmm. Those are the kind of movies that, like, I'll agree with that, but, like, the No Way Homes and the the Infinity Wars and... Civil like, War. Yeah, the Civil Wars, the Winter Soldiers. Like, you're just not watching the right fucking Marvel movies, man. <laughs> because... Well, I think we, we had this conversation in private, but it's... Uh, I, I kind of uh, hate it when, like, these great directors are shitting on Marvel movies where it's like, I don't think you understand, like, or that they don't understand how profound the MCU is, where when you and I were growing up, we had the Star Wars trilogy, the original one, where it was like, this is like, I'm so glad I grew up with this stuff. But now you have the MCU, which is like, no, we've got 20 of them. We've got 20 of those movies. And counting. (laughs) Yeah. And growing. (laughs) Right. And I just think it's, uh, it's a damn miracle that the MCU actually exists with that many quality stories in it. And I, I, I think that these two types of movies and movie makers can coexist and we just need to shut the fuck up. 
and just let it happen. Well, you know? you're yeah. I mean, that's just taking a stand to be against something for the sake of being against it. Because like a, a buddy of mine is an actual genius. Like, I mean, I don't use that mm -hmm. term lightly. Like he's on Wikipedia for having solved some previously unsolved mathematics equation, like that, <laughs> okay. that level of genius computer programmer worked on a couple video games, including the ghostbusters re the, the great one that everybody loves that they just remastered. Yeah. Okay. The guy's a genius refuses to watch anything comic book related. It's just, you're missing out that, on uh, excellent storytelling. He, and he's like, yeah, like, I know, but th that's just my line. And that's just what I'm doing. Like, all right. Because reasons. Because, yeah. <laughs> so I, but when directors do it, I just think it's kind of shitty because it's, I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of coming out of a partially jealous place. Yeah. You know, where it's like, well, you don't have that level of success, but you want it. So you're just going to kind of tear someone else down kind of thing for having a good time. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just playground. It's exactly what it it's is. It's playground bullshit. But they're doing it as kind of a snooty intellectual, like, you know, I'm scoring art house points by doing it, you know, <laughs> yeah. push the glasses up the bridge of the nose kind of thing. These nerdy projectors, projectionists are going to love me for saying this. Uh -huh. Like, who, who are you talking to, Denny? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, right. who's listening to your mouth right now? Because we don't give a shit about it over here at the Post Credits Podcast. We just like good things, which Dune was great. I'm excited to see how it ends. But hey. Just shut up once in a while. That's all. Just keep your mouth shut. Same with you, Scorsese. I mean, you know, may maybe just let people enjoy something. Like, why, why do yeah. we got to take the piss out of everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, but we can't let people enjoy Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. We can't let that happen. There I... is a limit. There is yeah. a limit. I mean, you know. Anyways, yeah. no way home. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I nice, do want nice to say, I, I will there, say there was almost no way home from that diatribe, but you, you pulled it off there. So <laughs> good job. Um, I will say that, uh, no way homes trailer did something that all the other Spider-Man trailers haven't been able to able to do yet. And that's get me interested in seeing a Spider-Man movie. So you've done the work of three other movies or two other movies because now I know I'm going to have to watch the other two with Tom Holland to get to part three, you know, so I can yeah. watch that, you know. Are those, if those aren't on Disney Plus, I might be able to screen pass them to you. I'll, I don't know I'll, if they I'll, are. Cause I'll have to look Sony. into that. Yeah, because so, Sony, uh, if, yeah. if they're not, let me know. I might be able to send them your way, but. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, two thumbs up for me. Four stars, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we got Spider-Man foo, Venom foo, Goblin foo, <laughs> Octo foo, <laughs> and a whole bunch of people turning 30-foot somersaults in the air for no reason. <laughs> yeah, great. All so, right, well, that's all I got. So let's so, let's recap here for people that skipped to the end because we spoiled right. everything. So everything. If you're just joining us, you're also a time traveler. Welcome to the club. Yep. It's a rarefied one. So Yep, we talked about do you want to uh we talked about Halloween Kills, mm -hmm. A Quiet Place, Part Ghostbusters two. At, Yep, Part Two. Nobody. Nobody. Freaky. Possessor. Possessor. 
and Spider-Man No Man. Way Home. The Empty yep. Man, yep. And Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Wow, what a... I, I feel like the year was truncated where it was like really back-end heavy, but it's just mm-hmm. like... Man, I don't know. Just what... As, as crummy as the year was, maybe people had a better year than the rest of the world. Uh, I with as bad as 2020 was, I felt like 2021 was like, hold my beer. And then, <laughs> but the shit that we got out of, for all the shit we had to go through, the entertainment we got out of it was like gold. So yeah, at, at least there, there was a, 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 a rainbow in the kind of shit storm of the universe there. Right. Uh, what's interesting is um, I talk about feelings a lot. But when I was in high school, it was like the year that The Matrix and Fight Club came out was just like a stellar year of movie making, right? Where it's Mm -hmm. just like, what's happening? There's so many good movies, quality movies that I've seen this year. Yeah, And I feel like that's the same this year. It's just like every time I turned around, I was seeing something that was like, hey, Matt, we're going to blow your mind with this shit. You ready? (laughs) Pretty much. You know? Yeah. So... Uh, we uh, we know you've been waiting for something that's not the same and completely different than anything you've seen before. So buckle up. Mm-hmm. That's the year for that. That's how I felt this entire year with the stuff that I kept seeing where it's like, now granted, you talked about like the bullshit we had to go through. Mm-hmm. There was hundreds of other movies that have been erased from my memory <laughs> because they were bullshit. So yeah, the... these, these these are the creme de la creme of the movies I saw this cream, year. Cream so. of the crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that I got. Do you have anything else to add? I'm done. Let's tap out here. I okay. Think this went yeah. For long enough. So it, it is a long one. So please give us a follow on our social media platforms. You can find us at Post Credits Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, and uh, we would love it for that five-star review if love you gave it. us one yes it'd be so I, nice yes just, just indeed. tap that little button on your phone or you whatever don't, you don't even have to write anything you just got to click that five-star dude just it's easy as that boom yep. drop it in click, lock click. it in get it in now yep. that we would appreciate it because it gets us out there and with that happy new year everyone happy new year are, hope you had a merry happy christmas new year. happy festivus <laughs> Or whatever the hell. And Merry and Christmas on a Kwanzaa. <laughs> right. Uh, and I'm looking forward to 2022. So that's, I, that's yeah. it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Come, come we'll catch you in the may. next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. See ya.